You ready, K9? Master. Right. I wanted to set a course of binary coordinates 10 0 11 0 0 by 0 2 from Galactic Zero Center. Coordinates, lady. Very good. Spatial flight initiated. Well done, K9. Well, now we can be on our way. You've made up your mind then? Oh, yes. We can't resist the summons to Gallifrey. Course set and holding. ETA to Gallifrey, 32 minutes. Flight path clear. Welcome, everybody, to episode 196 of the Metabilis 2 podcast, which today has two special guests. It's the Metabilis 4, technically, today. So, uh, without further ado, uh, I will ask our special guests to introduce themselves. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Do it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess Jerkovic, and you may know me, if you know me at all, from the Dudley Simpson Is Doctor Who project on YouTube. I'm Lena Barkin, and you probably don't know me, but I've written a couple of articles about Doctor Who, and I'm very active on Twitter. So Yes, and the media commentary Illuminati. Oh, yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we're going to talk about 32nd Convocation of Gallifrey One, which is in just less than two weeks when we record here today on the 6th of february so very exciting i will not be going but lena i think you're on panels ben's heading and jess i think this is your first convention so yes i think uh, lena let's let's start with you all right since you are an actual featured panelist <laughs> what's, what's... i wouldn't use the word featured <laughs> um yeah so i'm actually lucky enough to be on two panels this year uh which is a great big number for me and so mm -hmm. the first one i'm t it's uh I should know the names of these by heart, but it's Every Color of the Rainbow, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about queerness in Doctor Who and hopefully not just New Who, but also like classic and across the board, just all the sort of different ways that sexuality presents itself, um, sexuality and attraction in the show presents itself. And then the second thing I'm doing, which I'm also very excited for, is um, Pitching 60, where I get on a panel with five other people and we come up with an idea for the 60th anniversary and then it gets read at the end of like it gets read at the closing ceremony just like this little paragraph of what our story is and that's actually with tony lee as one of the lead panelists um and i'm very excited to meet him again because he was a big man from uncle fan is that going to be handed to russell and <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so maybe maybe it'll get out there are you supposed to do that kind of off the cuff or are you going to sit down and think about it beforehand? You're going to do that. Yes, you are going to sit down and think about it beforehand. Uh, I mean, I thought, like, don't make an idiot of yourself. Like, come up with, like, one or two ideas that <laughs> um, ideas. might be good. Like, a deep-faked William Hartnell. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's mostly going to be off the cuff because it's playing off the other people and I don't know what they're going to be bringing. And so nice. hopefully we mm -hmm. make something together. Or I'm not just like pitching an entire, I actually don't know what they expect of me. Maybe they expected me to like sit down and like write a 30 minute synopsis, but uh, that's not <laughs> what I'm going to do. So that's great. That's it's going to be a tribute to Fraser Hines. It's all going to be Jamie. for <laughs> an hour and a half. It's just going to be a slideshow. <laughs> With with uh, bagpipe music in the background and just slowly panning <laughs> over his face, like that's the 60th anniversary. Everyone, go home. 
And Jess, as a, a rookie attendee, how do you plan on dipping your toes in the water for your first Gallifrey? What, what's up? Oh, um, well, I only tried to create one for my own project. I was hoping to do a sort of recital slash chat about uh, the work that I had done on Dudley Simpson's music. Um, but I didn't, I didn't try to do anything else. I, I'm so new at this. I didn't even know how I would go about that. Mm-hmm. I was really kind of just going to go and see what it's like and connect with people who I've met over the last two years, thanks to Doctor Who and the lockdown. Uh, so that was really it. I didn't really have a, a, a plan to, you know, take over the universe or anything. I just wanted to, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to go and see what it was like. And cause it's been 30 years since I went to any kind of Doctor Who convention. Oh, so, wow. Uh, wow. so obviously things have changed quite a lot, uh, since then. What, what did you go to 30 years ago? Just out of interest. Uh, couple of conventions little conventions that happened in the twin cities twin cities right uh, cool yeah i remember going to you know my memory is just so it's like a sieve yeah sorry. but i do remember uh going with my friend uh brian who's been on the podcast mm-hmm. he and i went a couple of days and we got to see colin baker and patrick Troughton. very cool uh, <laughs> so that was very exciting. Yeah, that, that's, that's, um, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of answer I was hoping you'd give, that you saw yeah. someone like Pat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You saw Pat Trump. Uh, yeah. The first one I, I went to, uh, Peter Davison was there, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but the, the second one, I remember that. And I also remember getting to the convention at 8 a.m. so that we could watch the currently best version of The Invasion, which I had never oh. seen. Very cool. Uh, so, you know... Like text written on the screen for missing action, that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, for the missing episodes. Mm-hmm. That was thrilling, actually, because, uh, you know, I, the Cybermen were so one of my favorites as a kid. And so yeah. to be able to see this lost episode, even though some of the episodes were in kind of rough shape, but that was great. And how are you expecting your convention experience to have changed in 30 years? Well, you're older, wiser? I, yeah. Older, wiser, I, I, I know that so much has happened in Doctor Who's life since then. Yeah. And uh, I am, well, perhaps old school. I'm sort of, you know, into the classic series and a little bit into the new series. And so I expect there to be uh, a lot of new things to check out and things that I might not get <laughs> um, or have not. Like, I haven't seen the last five years except... The more recent Jodie Whittaker stuff I have watched, uh, I got to see the, the what was it, Revolution of the Daleks uh, and Flux and uh, Eve of the Daleks I have. So I, I'm caught up in that sense, but I didn't get to see the previous season. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff I'm just not aware of. Uh, so it'll just be very novel and exciting. And I'm mainly going just to see what it's like and to socialize and meet a bunch of people in the flesh that I now know uh, virtually. Very cool. And Lena, how many how many Gallifrey ones have you been to? So I went in 2016, I believe. That was my first one. Oh, okay. And then I couldn't go for a couple of years because I was in grad school. And it was like, I can't take a week off oh. <laughs> <laughs> and spend $1,000 to do this. Um, right. But I went in 2019 again, and that was really fun. And then I wanted to go in 2020. Yeah. So I think this will be my third, technically. Yeah, this will be my third as well. Yeah. Yeah, I went in 20... This is fascinating stuff. Um, I, I went in 2019 and then in 2020. Yeah. 
Yeah. I find Galley to be a really... So I've kind of made... I used to go to, you know, Gen Con or like Wizard World or whatever, like the Boston Comic Con. And Mm -hmm. I've kind of told myself I'm I'm sort of over those kinds of conventions that are like run by third parties. And like Galley is just a really nice fan run convention. And I find that there's like a really nice mix between classic and new who because if you go to like boston comic-con you're not really going to see classic who people Um, it's like all new who which is fun but it's not always the content that i want and so i find galley to be like really accepting and open to like all different fans of all different eras which i really really enjoy and it's easy to just meet people in lobby con i don't know how easy it will be this year but it's easy to just like walk around and mm-hmm. I think you'll have a good time, Jess, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. I, I feel sure about that. Uh, I was wondering what the uh, what the mask situation is going to be now, because I know in most New York events, as long as uh, you won't even get into the event if you're not vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so once you're in, then it's kind of more up to you whether you want to wear a mask. And I don't know what their protocol exactly is going to be about that. But uh, either way, it'll be great. I believe L.A. Uh, County has masks for indoors. So my expectation is everyone has to be vaccinated, at least with their first and second shots. And I don't know about boosters, but um, everyone's going to be wearing masks as far as uh, the announcements I've seen from Gallifrey One organization. Yeah. So hopefully everyone will be COVID safe. Yeah. yeah, I think there are certain rooms where the panelists are allowed to remove their masks because they're mm-hmm. like far away enough from the audience. Um, right. But that's like specially that's specially decided. And so I think the norm is for everyone to keep their mask off, which makes me think that everyone's just going to like stand outside in like that courtyard yeah. for eight hours <laughs> a day. But uh, I, I <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hopefully it'll still be nice there. Yeah. And Ben, are you doing any panels this year? Or? No, I, I completely missed the sign up for panels. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I was expecting to be on panels, but um, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't apply to be on any panels because I missed <laughs> the sign up date. Um, so I'm not on any panels. Well, you've done it the past two years too. Though. I've done panels in the last couple of years, which I actually found a lot of, a lot of fun. They're kind of um, they're kind of improv, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, you have to and you, you, react to this thing mm. but uh that releases right. me then to attend a lot of panels and there's some really good ones this year mm-hmm. i'm really excited for both of lena's for instance i think that they will be both very interesting um i was going to say jess isn't completely off the panel because he has a whole round to himself in the quiz of wrestling oh really well that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> so you do get to show off your piano skills a little bit a little bit although it, a bit yeah. of a recital yeah. hello it does depend uh there is still some doubt as to whether uh some sort of instrument will be available for me to mm. perform on uh, oh goodness! We're gonna try to. I, I've been in touch with uh, Mikey at the Quiz Rassilon, and we're gonna try and figure something out. Uh, if I have to, like, look into just renting a keyboard for a night, maybe I can do that. <laughs> uh, worst comes to worst, I can maybe throw together a, a video and make it a video quiz or something. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But hopefully, yes, a live performance is ideal. 
It's kind of weird a hotel of that size doesn't have a piano, but maybe I'm old-fashioned when it comes to hotels. Well, that's kind of... I would think that you know, a, a convention center or whatever... I'm not entirely sure of the what this venue it's, it's is like. It's a big... It's a big airport, airport hotel. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a convention center is what it is. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because it seems to have you know, like a lot of little small spaces and bigger spaces and ballrooms and stuff. Uh, places like that do have pianos, and it could just be that... Uh, uh, it was just not feasible to release a piano or it was maybe too expensive to ensure its right, use or the, whatever. So that's right, maybe why my, my panel didn't go through because they were kind of gung-ho about it to start with. Mm. Uh, Sean seemed yeah. very encouraging at, at first. Uh, but nah, it's too mm-hmm. bad. So it's not like they can just push around a piano anywhere they want. Obviously, I understand that. Uh, but yeah. you know, if it's in the bar, sometimes the bar has a piano. You never know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember whether the lobby areas. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, it's I'm, completely different now, too. Oh, it's ah. true. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm sort of seeing a piano in my head, but maybe I'm just confusing it with every other white hotel lobby that I've been into. <laughs> Quite. So you know. Um, but I'm really looking forward to meeting Mikey, actually, who I've obviously spent a lot of time staring at on the Quiz of Rassilon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that'll be a nice reunion. Are you guys going to play? Um, y- yes. I don't I, know. I, I mean, was hoping to. <laughs> is there, I mean, is there some kind of sign up that I've missed? Or, but yeah, I, I think, think so. I, I haven't seen any. I don't think there's a sign up yet. I think it's it's going to be there, probably. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I Why mean, not? Should, Why not? We should go take them by storm. Exactly. Right. And just. Right. Just have Brian on the phone. We could have Brian like a face. You know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Call a friend. Call a friend. Our friend is Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Are there any uh, panels that you're looking forward to or pre- uh, main stage presentations? Any any guests that you're particularly wanting to see? I want to see Sasha Dewan do anything. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to be great. And... Joe Martin too. I, we have a lot of like big new who actors coming. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. And Mandip Gill. It seems like everyone but Jody. Yeah, this year. yeah. And I guess Tosin Cole and Ryan. Bradley Walsh aren't coming this year either. Well, he's so. too busy hosting the the chase, the chase, the whatever it is. Yeah. So I, 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 wait, what is this? Oh, he's he's a busy, he's a big game show host. So I oh, guess, okay. So he's, um, he's he's never going to have time to go. Um. Yeah, I'm really saying I'm. I wonder to hear Sasha. Because I think he's brilliant. I'm really excited to see Joe Martin, who I also think is brilliant. And I, I'm I'm sad that that Bonnie Langford isn't coming anymore, hmm. because I yeah. think the interplay between her and Sylvester is, is 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 always good. I mean, they're both like very very exuberant performers. Um, but mm-hmm. S- Sylvester and Joe and Sasha are my two kind of top actors yeah. to see. Yeah, I was just sort of curious about. Uh... Fraser Hines as well because he's such a he seems like such a larger than life character and uh, and uh, also I know that uh, Sadie Miller is going to be there and so I'm excited to see her uh, daughter of uh, Elizabeth Sladen mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. There's a sizable Big Finish presence this year with uh, as you mentioned Sadie Miller but also I think the actor who is taking on the Harry Sullivan role. Uh, Christopher Naylor is there, I think. And I think India Fisher might huh. be there, too, because Char- yeah, Charlie there. Parlin Char- is getting Charlie a new... Pollard, yeah. Now I'm thinking his name is Dewan, and I apologize for butchering it before. <laughs> but um, Fraser Hines is act- is very fun to see. I've So every time I've been to... Because I used to sometimes go to um, Chicago TARDIS, and he is there very regularly, ah. too. So I've seen him 
like his panels maybe like three or four times because that's mm-hmm. the kind of person I am. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it is very, you know, I, I've become accustomed to his jokes, but uh, he's a very like pleasant, like it's a fun panel to attend and it's it feels very low-key and like casual and fun so he's he's a regular though isn't he he's all he's he's a regular yeah i mean i I was going to say he's always at the convention i guess he's not always there but it's it's (laughs) nice every time yeah he's been there every time i've been there which is nice that someone i mean you know i I, does he live in the states no i I don't think no. so. I just think no. he really he likes it. Much no, about, I don't think so. Uh, football to live in the states. <laughs> I think he really likes it, and I think I mean they they buy him a ticket, and you know he gets to stay in the hotel, and I, he gets yeah. some kind of payment, I guess. So, you know, it's nice to see someone enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wear wonderful Doctor Who themed shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's and he just seems like a really great guy. You know, do you, everyone have a collection of Doctor Who T shirts that they're going to be wearing in the convention, or buttons, or? Oh, 100%. My my collection of Doctor Who shirts increased like 10,000% because I did (laughs) did all – I made sure to wear a different T-shirt on every video I did, and I did 41 videos. So they're not all Doctor Who shirts that I wore, but towards the end, they pretty much all were. And so I, I always thought it would be a good lobby meetup in the morning just to take your Doctor Who T-shirt and just do a big group photo. Because the the, yeah. the amount of diversity and cleverness and creativity in the T-shirt game in the Doctor Who fandom is T-shirt great. Community. That's true. Well, the galley flair is kind of all about ribbons, and I feel like a lot of like the T-shirt creativity also transfers itself to the, the different ribbons that people uh-huh. hand out. What's that about? Yeah, the whole ribbon thing is like a thing yeah, to okay. look up. Yeah, be prepared yes. for the ribbon thing, Jess. It's kind of oh, insane. Okay. I have four different kinds this year. Oh, blimey. God, I just <laughs> so, have one's left over from 2017. This is the one we have. Yeah, Aww. it Aww, is. Cute. It's very witty. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it sticks. <laughs> yeah, it took, it took a lot, a lot of work to come up with. Mm-hmm. They make you buy so many of them, too. I think we have a lifetime supply of ribbons. Oh, yeah. I've got a whole drawer full. I mean, I'm going to have to dig through all my boxes to pull out all of my Metabetes 2 gear. So, to, um... for the uninitiated, uh, what happens is people hand out ribbons, oh, yeah, ribbons and you have a name badge. And so, many people will put their ribbon right underneath their name badge. And then there might be a gender preference name ribbon. and But eventually you have a Tom Baker-like scarf full of ribbons. Some people do, and it's a collection game. Uh, Other people totally abstain from the ribbon thing and just have a clean badge throughout, or just one or two ribbons. It just depends. One year, the year that I was there, I think uh, Barrowman was having a contest Mm. for who could have the longest ribbon, Mm -hmm. and um, Catherine Tate was also in this contest. It was between Barrowman and Tate, And Catherine Tate came out with this really super long ribbon, and then John Barrowman ran in and unrolled his ribbon down um, the big main ballroom. Aisle. Yeah, yeah, ballroom aisle. His collection of ribbons. So it, uh, the guests sometimes get into it too. Yeah, some people have like secret ribbons or ribbons that they only give out on certain days, or ribbons that like you have to have like certain passwords. I have a ribbon if. Um, 
people recognize me as Ilya, I have a special ribbon, like a man from Uncle Ribbon that I'm giving them. And so, or if you just come up to me and ask about my Ilya ribbon, because you have the, the exclusive from this podcast um, that I have it. But. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. But some people don't do ribbons at all. It's a very diverse fandom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that truly comes across at Gallifrey. One is just not only the range of ages, but just of fandom interest in general. So you have old school and new fans, and there will be fans who only came aboard with Jodie Whittaker as a doctor. So it's it's yeah. quite quite a mix. And everyone's super friendly, which I like. And it's nice to be... I What I realized the last time I went in 2020 is that it is very, very pleasurable to be at a place where you can talk about a thing that generally speaking you don't get to talk about with people if you see what i mean um and if you're slightly introverted about it um as i am it's nice to be able to basically anybody you talk to will want to talk about the thing that you like and you don't have to steer the conversation away to something else you know you can actually talk about time lash for an hour with someone (laughs) maybe you can and that's completely something that can happen um and then the other thing for me is the whole lobby con aspect which i don't know whether that's a thing in conventions usually i went to the um i went to the san diego comic con in 2017 which was very interesting but was awful (laughs) also um In that there was just millions of, I mean, not millions, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. And you didn't really get any personal connection with anybody Hmm. um, unless you went to some really obscure panels, which I did. But I was surprised with Gallifrey. One thing is that, you know, in the evening you can, I mean, I was up until like two o'clock in the morning talking to Scott Gray, the last one in 2020, who's the writer of the comic strip for Doctor Who magazine. And he's I, I think he's amazing. I think he's a really great writer, and I think I love that comic strip to death. And I got to spend time with him. I got to spend to hang out with him and Mike Collins, who's one of the artists on the strip, to literally to the early hours of the morning, which I found very rewarding. Um, I hope they enjoyed spending a lot of time <laughs> with me, um, but I certainly enjoyed spending a lot of time with them. So that's good, and that's it's something that I didn't sort of realize would happen. So anyway, that's something I'm looking forward to. I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to, too, is that I think it's just going to be kind of random for me because uh, it'll be also putting real faces with names. Uh, mm. I mean, obviously, I know what you all look like, <laughs> uh, but there are other people who I've just talked to via Twitter or whatever. And so uh, I'm hoping to, like, just connect with a lot of people and have a and really make that kind of get that personal time like you had. Uh, ben, yeah, just yeah. hang out even just for a few minutes and say hey it's yeah. great to meet you great to see you in person that's that's really what i'm looking forward to i'm guessing with the project that you've had contact with listeners fans watchers of of the dudley simpsonist doctor who project that you'll have a lot of names to put with faces then potentially at gallifrey that's what i'm thinking and i should of course mention that i just had an article in doctor who magazine that just came out mm. about uh about the project itself. So, so yes, it, that's good timing because uh, <laughs> it would be perhaps even better if I was doing a panel. Uh, but, uh, but now there's more people who have heard mm-hmm. of the project and heard of what I'm doing. And so, yes, that will, I guess, maximize um, my ability to uh, 
Well, I certainly want to, you know, meet people that I've already connected with. Uh, and at the same time, I'm, I'm just a little bit excited about the possibility of someone saying, Hey, you're Jess Jerkman. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, my ego is a little bit, you know, but puffed up by that possibility, but we'll see if that actually happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, a, I mean, you, you know, you're a, you're a figure now. I mean, you, you know, you have a, I mean, you have an you're, article in the magazine. A Come quantity. on, there's you're a non-zero chance I, I, that that is actually going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have the sense of that yet. That's why, because I'm, you know, what, all of this stuff has happened. But yeah, I've right. basically been in my apartment the last two years, right. so I don't. I, it's it's still an abstraction, and so I'd really like to. I'm hoping that that will be brought into the real world because. Uh, because I will be in the presence of so many people I know and that I want to meet too, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I was seeing that Rob Ritchie's going to be there yeah. and I wanted to, there's a, he's on a uh, collector's panel and, uh, you know, obviously he does so much work on the animation uh, DVDs. And so, uh, yeah, that's just some person some, that comes to mind yeah. that yeah. I'd like to meet myself. So he was at the 2019 convention and I was on a panel with him and he's really, he's really great. Yeah, and really approachable and chatty, and obviously really, really into Doctor Who, which is which is, yeah. which is great. Yeah. yeah, we briefly spoke yeah. with him during LobbyCon, I think, on the closing night before yeah. he had to catch his flight. Mm -hmm. Well, I signed up for one of those cafe clatchy things. Oh, nice. Um, with, with him at, oh, okay. <laughs> and with him and Martin Garrity, who works on the comics, used to work on the comic strip for Doctor Who magazine, but also does a lot of the character design for the animations. So obviously I'd be asking them, like, uh, are the animations really stopping? And then they'll be able to tell me. Yeah, exclusives. Yeah, yeah they won't have an NDA about that at all. They'll be able to directly tell me. And then the other, um, the other, the other coffee clatchy thing, a, a weird word, is uh, Matthew Sweet, who I really like, who's you know who has written for Big Finish and has written for Doctor Who magazine and is yes. a kind of public intellectual, old style public intellectual in Britain, which is which I like. Um, and has written some really interesting books and had that feud with what's her name? Can't remember her name now. Anyway, um, I can't remember her name. Anyway, so he's he's really great, and I'm looking forward to meeting him as well. Excellent. Being a complete newbie to these conventions, how many things are there that you have to like pre-register for and sign up to participate in, and how many things can you just drop in and do? This an excellent. I would question. say for things like if you're going to do. Because a lot of the things are already pre-programmed, but like I think Quiz of Rassilon, you probably have to sign up like at the beginning. I don't even know that, but like if if it, there's something where it's like, oh, it's a participation thing where you have to like sign up for a team, but like panels, you can just drop in and out of. Like there's there's no pre-signing up for a panel. Okay. Yeah. The coffee clatches were pre-sign up. There's some special extra pay things that yeah, for you photographs would pay more and, money yeah. and have cocktails or okay. something with some of the stars. Those are already extras. But all the panels are drop-in, and they're counter-programmed. So a lot of times you only catch like the first half or the last half of a program because you also want to <laughs> visit or listen in on another thing of interest. So there's pretty solid scheduling for friday saturday and sunday uh -huh. until the evening and then there's evening entertainment some people just spend the evening in the lobby some will go to like quiz or Raslan or the um the masquerade uh, mm -hmm. masquerade oh, yeah. so it just depends and then paul cornell has uh, the cornell collective after dark which just gets a little uh risque <laughs> it's adult okay. content programming 
There's also uh, the fan video Happy Hour, which is fantastic. I don't know if you guys have ever been to that, but like mm. it's very hardcore. Like they, they go for your throat. I think that's counterprogrammed with Game of Rassilon, which is another podcast I really like, where the, it's just D and D podcast. So I'm not actually not quite mm-hmm. sure which one I'm going to, but uh, they're both fantastic. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. And the fan videos are curated, too. So some of these you mm-hmm. might not have seen before, like on YouTube or something. They're exclusively debuting at Gallifrey this um, year. I don't know. So I know that there are fan video conventions, but I think all of these are on YouTube. I'm not sure if there's a debut mm-hmm. in there. I think mm-hmm. it's curated by um, Heads Over Feels, and I think they... Sage. Say, and, yeah, Sage and Kim. Yeah. That's a popular event, too. So it's... Sean Lyons, who does all the scheduling with his team, you can't please everyone. There's not going to be a clear path where everything I want to see is not counter-programmed. So it's all about choices, and sometimes you have divided loyalties. And you can certainly dip into something and then not like Mm -hmm. it and go to something else. That's, Unless that, you're that the seems... only one in attendance. Which happens sometimes. Yes. You're one of three people. It's like, oh, Does... God, I can't leave now. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> like the, the creak of the, the, creak of the, uh, the, the door. <laughs> of the chair as you, like, scooch yeah. out. <laughs> as you fade back into the bushes. Exactly. Fade into the, into the classic carpet they have. Um, uh, just so that our listener knows what the hell I was talking about, Naomi Wolf mm-hmm. is the author that Matthew Sweet had a feud with. Because, oh yeah, I, that name rings a bell. Yeah, she's basically an anti-vax fool. Oh, so good times, good times, fun times we live in. There's also the dealers' room, merchandise room. Any signatures you're going to try to get? A pile of stuff I'm bringing to get. Sorry. Any uh, swag you want to try to collect? Yeah. I have no idea, but I, I imagine I, I'm, maybe I'll need to bring another suitcase. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to feel when I'm there, but uh, mm-hmm. I might, I might be so moved can't be sure yeah last year i got a picture signed by uh, sarah sutton and janet fielding and it cost money i'm willing to admit that you gotta wait in line i had to wait in line but so worth it it is (laughs) so great it's such a lovely picture and they look so great and the signature was great and it was really great talking to them because you know when you get people sign stuff you can kind of you know chat for a little bit and you know janet fielding is really really fun to talk to Sarah Sutton's a bit quieter, um, yeah. obviously not obviously, but you know her character is like mm. her character. Um, yeah, and it was yeah, it was great. And, and the, then also, this was this wasn't a photo that you were in. This is no, 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 no. I no, I don't. I, I'm not very keen on myself, so I mean, I'd much rather have a picture of them. I, 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 I know what I look like. I don't need a picture of myself. Um, but yeah, no, they were they were selling signed pictures, and I also got. Peter Davison's signature in his autobiography, and he's you know, a super droll and interesting yeah. person. So that was good. So yeah, I mean, the dealer's room is great. I've got a couple of things I'm looking forward. There's the new David J. Howe, the collector, is always at this convention, and he's just mm-hmm. published a new book about the history of the Virgin mm-hmm. New Adventures, especially the kind of cover artwork. Um, so I'm really hoping he's bought a stack of those right. with him because they're really, really expensive um, to import them into America from Britain. Um, and then I, during lockdown, I can't remember whether I talked about this in the podcast, um, I, I started to become a Dalek customizer. Mm-hmm. So I'm they, they, they often have a lot of kind of opened action figures and you can buy them like individual ones so i'm hoping i can pick up a bunch of daleks Mm -hmm. so i can continue my dalek customization 
uh, I was going to use the word fetish, but that's wrong. Um, interest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got one photo signed by Fraser Hines, and I don't think I need other photos signed. But <laughs> I, I this year I do have like a film and TV journal, like a diary that I'm keeping. So I'm considering ah. like turning the back pages into maybe an autograph page or an mm. autograph book. Good idea. I find it incredibly difficult to walk up to actresses and actors and like make small talk. And like I, I'm sure that they're like very friendly and nice, but like I never know what to say. I'm just like, yeah, hi, I'm a fan. Mean like hi yeah. like you're great like i've seen your stuff <laughs> like, um so that's the thing that i find nerve-wracking like if i don't have an interesting question to ask them to like start off the conversation then i just like push the book in front of them and like silently walk away <laughs> and that's like not <laughs> um everyone likes hearing that you like their work so you can always just true. say i true. liked you in and then choose the most obscure role that they've yeah. done mm, something like that. Or just like walking up to Sasha Dewan is like, you're really hot as a master. I love you being unhinged. <laughs> That's a great intro. <laughs> I like it when you're unhinged. It's like... I don't think he would get tired of hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I have the, the uh, excellent gimmick of my voice, which, which marks me out as a fellow country person and most of the mm. actors in Doctor Who, so... That always helps me to kind of start the conversation. Well, maybe I should fake an accent. You should. You should become an Australian or something. Oh, my God. No. Hello? Oh, Hello blimey. There. Oh, blimey, mate. So while we're here, we'll practice talking in our English accents. Talking in our English accents. In, in our received accents. No one's really asked in a good way where my Minnesotan accent is. <laughs> oh, you're from Fargo, Fargo. right? <laughs> I am, um, the, again, in the 2020 Gallifrey, Michael Bryant was there as a kind of break the ice. And again, I w wanted to get stuff signed by him. I bought a couple of DVDs of shows that weren't Doctor Who that he directed. Um, so I was able to hand those to him. And he was like, oh, yes, I remember doing this one. Oh, that one wasn't very good. You know, so that was a, a good kind of icebreaker. That's the wrong word. But, you know, um, that was a, a good way. And this year, I've, I'm a fan of a series of uh, kind of thriller books um, by an author called Adam Hall, uh, which briefly were turned into a TV show in the mid-1970s starring Michael Jason. So I have bought, I'm, I'm going to bring a couple of those for him to sign. They're, weirdly, it's never been released as a DVD or a Blu-ray, so I'm going to ask him why that's never been released and get him to sign it. So I think maybe bringing kind of obscure stuff that they haven't seen for a mm -hmm. while is a good way to kind of, you know. Yeah, probably. I think that's a good way to talk to them. They may hate it. Yes. I don't yes. care. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it just reminds me of the time that um, I went to go see Neil Gaiman. I think he was doing a reading of uh, House at the End of the Street. Cool. And he, he was like, okay, well, you can bring two books. You can bring, like, if you want to get something signed, you can, like, bring... So I didn't know that I could bring, like, my own personal Neil Gaiman book. And so mm -hmm. I just used what book I had on hand, which was Love and War by Paul Cornell. And I was like, well, Neil Gaiman likes Doctor Who. Like, this is kind of, he's read Doctor Who book before. And, and so I get up to him and I thought it would be like funny, you know, it's just like, and he like looks down, looks at the cover, goes back, looks up at me. And he's just like, the look that he gave me was just incredible. And so now I really want, to get Paul Cornell to sign like American Gods. Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> or, or like, to do that. 
Like, because now I have a Paul Cornell's book signed by Neil Gaiman. I thought it would be funny. He didn't. He was not amused. You just need to bring love and war along with American gods and uh, hit Paul up because yeah. he's pretty accessible in oh, lobby God, yeah, he's, I think so, yeah. I can't tell him that story. Though. Oh, sure. Maybe I can. <laughs> I think I, I'm worried that he'll be as mortified as Neil Gaiman was um, in the dealer's room. They're writers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he'd ever been confronted with something as weird as that before, which is weird considering that it's Neil Gaiman. But it's it seemed particularly to him i'm surprised it didn't make his blog when he was doing right that. i could have been infamous <laughs> um yeah in terms of the dealer's room i'm always on the lookout for zines i really like fan culture and like artifacts of different i think maybe even last time i went i picked up a blake seven zine that was a crossover with doctor who before i'd even watched the show because the Doctor Who zine was like really interesting and like I knew Blake Summit was an important aspect of like Doctor Who culture. And so when you walk into the dealer's room, there's like a big spread out of like a bunch of different DVDs and books and magazines and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's not the place you want to go to. You want to go to the place in the back where everything is stacked really high. There's like a really cool guy and his wife who just like collect things and like sell things uh -huh. super cheap. They're, it's really awesome. I can't wait to go back yeah. because I could just like go through all their all their backlog of stuff for for hours. The other tip about the dealer's room is that if you if there's something that you think is too expensive, go on the very last day. Uh, go back on Sunday because the one thing dealers don't want to do is carry stuff back to where they've come from. Um, so they're often really really interested in in doing a doing a deal and doing some haggling oh, okay. on Sunday. But, you know, if it's something super cool and super expensive, it may very well have gone by then. But if it's something that you're kind of like not too sure about, the haggle on Sundays is, is worth engaging with. Any of you doing any cosplay uh, in this convention? I wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a strong cosplayer. I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but the Saturday night dance is 60s Spy a Go-Go, something like that. Mm, that's and you. so... Yeah, I'm just going to be Ilya that day, I guess. I'm not sure if I'm going to the dance because, like, all those sweaty people in a closed in space sounds not great um, personally to me. But, like, I will get into the theme. And uh, I, I don't think anyone else is going to pick up on that. But I, I'll be happy to be Ilya again and hand out my um, ribbon. So I'm not doing a Doctor Who cosplay is, is, what I'm, is what I'm saying. But I will be doing a cosplay. My daughter is a passionate cosplayer, but I am not. Um, however, I don't, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to say I might, um, even though I'm not actually going to do it. Um, I did buy myself at an estate sale a very, very dated kind of 1960s pale brown corduroy jacket, which is exactly like the kind of jacket that Stephen Taylor wears. Oh. So I was thinking... Oh, you would be a good Stephen Taylor. Well, I was thinking, and it's and it's relatively unobtrusive. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm an alien. Oh, I like the thought so of that. I, I oh, mean, I okay, like now you're giving me positive reinforcement. Yeah, I don't know if you get it in time, but I know that Clayton Hicks has the stripy shirt, yeah. Stephen Taylor mm -hmm. shirt. Has the stripy stripes. shirt, yeah, yeah, I know. 
Yeah. Stealth cosplay is the best yes, cosplay. Be so. Stealth cosplay, exactly. Which I think also Iliac is, is kind of a stealth cosplay as well. It's like <laughs> I mean, you're dressed really nicely. Terms, that's all yeah. you are. That, that person is yeah. dressing well. That's, that's that, <laughs> dressing well. Is, 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 that, is that a cosplay? So, yeah, I'm sort of tempted. I don't know. I'll, I'll, have, to, mm. I'll have to give it some thought. But. It's going to be very <laughs> interesting with, I think, cosplays this year in the time of COVID, how many cosplays are incorporating mm-hmm. masks. So I can think of like the cat nuns or just any kind of the mass characters. Mm-hmm. That's true. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, I mean, last yeah. year there was a great like robot of death guy oh. walking around, you know, oh, yes. which is oh, perfect because yes. you, you're mm-hmm. already wearing a mask. So all, all yeah, monsters all, all basically monsters, are yeah. masked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since your eyes, ice, ice warriors, weeping angels, mm-hmm. weeping angels is. So my recollection is the cosplay is more intense on the weekends. Friday is pretty subtle, but then once you have Saturday come, because you have people who have either work or school on Friday can't make it on Friday, and then they come and do the cosplay on Saturday. You get the day people. I I don't know. I want to call them day trippers, (laughs) which I think is an insult, but I'm not. I I think day tripper is supposed to mean a hooker, but I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not going to call them that, but uh, yeah, Je- are, are you are you going through your mind now, Jess? <laughs> I, I don't think that's what it is, but I could be wrong. Uh, I, maybe that's a rumor that I heard when I was like 12. So. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about the term Sunday drivers. Sunday drivers, uh, yeah. Which is sort of like you, the outdated idea that you simply go out on Sunday for a drive with nowhere mm-hmm. to go. You're just out driving. That's it. Uh, which I don't think anyone does anymore. Everyone has to have a purpose. Uh, but uh, I gather that that used yes. to be a thing. My dad used to take us out for a Sunday drive every Sunday. There you are. When I was a kid. Yeah, we used to get in the Peugeot. We had a Peugeot 504 and then we'd drive around. Oh, nice. So mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary, English slang for one who travels to a tourist site only for the day. A day trip may be a picnic in the countryside. Day tripper. Or if you live in like the, the country Beatles. to visit London by train. Also used by the Beatles to denote a woman who is only having a brief affair with no intention of getting serious. So okay. conflation of... It's That's where that came from. Yes. Okay. Because I, the Beatles made it so. I, yeah, I, I knew like I knew that it was supposed to have that connotation because of the song, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Yes, so I guess they are technically day trippers. The the people who like come to the con for a day for fun, mm-hmm. uh, but aren't there the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge influx. Yeah, there are tickets still available for this year's con, and I don't know if that's more of a reflection of COVID than anything else. Is my guess the hotel rooms are definitely all. Uh, booked up around the convention. Hotel rooms are oh, yeah. booked. Yeah, we're, we're we're staying in the hotel next door. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, cool. Which which hotel are you in, Jess? Uh, whatever is next door. Is it the Sheraton that's next door? Yeah, maybe we. I think we're in the Sheraton actually. Well, anyway, <laughs> sounds, yes, sounds right. The place is just hotels, so um, yeah, it's yeah. Not, being next door is not a huge problem. Mm. So to wrap things up. Choose one con takeaway that you're hoping to get, uh, either in-person experience, swag, panel, con encounter, and start with uh, you, Ben. Oh, jeez. Oh, right. Um, me. <laughs> the one thing I want to do, uh, I really want to meet and hear Sasha talk because I think he's a really interesting person and a really great actor. 
and very empathetic and uh, yeah i mean i, I think yes, i'm very very curious to hear him he's on several panels and autograph yep. signing so yep. good chance that happening yep. uh lena I don't know if this would be available, but if they have any steel books there mm. that are like under fifty dollars, Blu-rays, um, it would be wonderful because I can't import them from the UK, and they are not available in the US because mm-hmm. screw us, apparently. Um, <laughs> and so I would love to have like a steel book. I would love to have a steel book of the faceless ones. Mm. Even though I just bought it on Blu-ray. Maybe I'd love to have a steelbook of uh, Fury from the Deep. <laughs> oh, Excellent. So, dealer room, steelbooks, Lena, first in line. Excellent. <laughs> and Jess, wrap us up. I want this to be the reason why I go back every year. Because mm. this will be my first. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, I'm essentially starting from scratch. Right. So, I'm really looking forward to it being a great social event to just see what the whole thing is like and uh and get to you know be part of the quiz of rassilon and uh maybe i can get some uh excited live reactions to uh when they don't quite get them or when i fooled them on what track that is yeah. <laughs> i want to i want i want to hear that oh! going oh yes exactly i, I kind of want that so uh, but yeah, looking forward to the whole thing. I, I just feel like it really can't be bad, so I'm excited. And actually, hang on. Here's another thing. I'm looking forward to meeting Jess actually yes. in person. <laughs> I, I should say that was that sort of implied is that I can yeah. I can meet all three of you after having you know spent uh, two years on Zoom. Uh, and I'm only sorry that David, you won't be with us, but. Uh, Nope. You'll, be there, you'll be there in spirit, David, won't you? Absolutely. Like Absolutely. a false ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, generally, we do um, our Man in L.A. segment. We do. Reporting from the front line. Oh, good. I get all the scoop at the end of the oh, day. <laughs> During dinner. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you, everyone. I guess this is our informal Gallifrey One panel that uh, kicking off. And uh, I, I am David. I am Ben. I am Lena. And I am Jess. And thank you for listening. Thank right. you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. My pleasure. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, uh, Jess and Lena, I'll, I'll see you in a, see couple, you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, yeah. that'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's be a lot of fun. A, this was a good way to get amped. Yes, actually. Yes. yes. I know. I'm now, I'm now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now actually, I'm going to see whether I can do the Steven Taylor thing. I'll see if I can get that <laughs> t shirt here in time. I don't know. We'll see. I did say, look for the spy master. Or, or should I say, spy master. Hi. You can't be.
so I can be. I very much am. So what's going on then? He's not really old. I'm her best enemy. <laughs> Call me master. Call you what? Master. Me and her, we go way, way, way back. I met her. I know. Years ago. I know. <laughs>